Hey Rope Droppers, we want to thank our amazing sponsor, the Rope Drop Queen herself, Michelle McKnight. She's an independent travel agent affiliated with MEI Travel and Mouse Fan Travel. We have used her on a number of vacations and can't speak highly enough of her services. If you are thinking about a Disney vacation, she's the one to talk to. Her services are completely free. Disney pays her after you travel. And she has a wealth of knowledge that has saved us a lot of time and money. So check her out on Facebook at Rope Drop Queen or email her at michelle.mcknight at mei-travel.com. Now, on to the show. Helping you navigate the Disney parks. With the hope that it will be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world. You're listening to Rope Drop Radio. Welcome to another Rope Drop Radio. Derek and Doug talking all things Disney. And Doug, we have a really fun show for today. Yes. But first, we do have a couple housekeeping things. No new Patreons. Uh, we are up to, I think, 31 or 32, though. So we are very thankful for everyone who supports us and gets the bonus shows and can get different levels for different free stuff, Doug. So Levels are fun. Levels are fun. Then they are. They're great greatly named if you want to be a dole whip a churro check it out that is in our show notes and doug we have a ton of reviews to read we do. we're just gonna go with two again just we're two just keep working keep our going way through two at a time. we may never catch up which we is might have to problem. do a whole show on reviews eventually that sounds really boring really boring i mean it'd be awesome but a whole show Derek. come on okay. we got well don't stuff. stop leaving them because All we're behind right. that's for sure no all right we will get there Great listen by Mr. Denerf. I don't know. Mispronunciation's my thing, guys. All right. Upbeat hosts who give useful tips and different aspects of vacationing at WDW and Disney Cruising. A variety of topics and guests keep shows fresh. There you go. So we get fresh. Fresh. We do. So on Rotten Tomatoes, we'd be fresh. We'd be above the 80%. I I like like it. Yeah. And uh, I think this week's guest will help. Keep it fresh. Something very different. I agree. All right. All right. Next we'll tease. One. Yes. So impressed by Packer Backer 79. I like this one already. Go Pack Go. I figured you would you would like That's that That's now one. one of my favorite listeners, whoever you are. Doug and Derek put on a great show. With a little bit of humor, they give a realistic take on Disney and break down how real people should do Disney. But I was so impressed after listening for a couple weeks, I sent in a question about my upcoming trip and I got a personal answer back. They got my question after recording a listener question podcast and took the time to message me back and answer my question. They both have jobs and families and I was so blown away by this. Thanks again. We love, love, I do. I love answering questions. In fact, I looked on Messenger. We got to get to some after the show, I think we got one or two. So keep asking yeah. questions. We'll keep getting back to you unless we're asleep or, I don't know, at, at the parks. Maybe not getting back to you as fast. That might be the only thing. Although, you know, it cuts into my nap time, but I'll answer the questions cutting into my nap time. Yeah, so if you if it's been an hour, just know that Doug's probably napping. That is very true. That's what Derek assumes when I don't respond to him very fast. Or you're dead. That's the other thing. I just get worried. Yes, I get so worried all the time. Um, But enough about that. We do want you to keep leaving reviews. Thank you so much. That helps us out immensely. We love mispronouncing your names on air. And uh, it's just really great to see all that. So keep doing that, guys. Keep leaving those reviews, preferably five stars. And uh, we'll keep reading them. Mm -hmm. All right, Doug. Well... 
A few weeks ago, I was at the parks. You were at the parks. You want to know something I've never done, Doug? What's that, Derek? I've never lost a magic band. My wife and my daughter have. What about you? I never have. Michelle lost one on Splash Mountain, so we got a new set of pictures every 10 minutes. Oh, I remember that story. kept going and going. But Alden, one time, basically, we're staying at the Contemporary. The monorail door shuts, and he realizes he forgot his magic band. Alden is a very kind of nervous child. You know, he he's very concerned about everything. So he was in a panic basically all the way to Epcot. And we're like, it's okay. We're just going to go to guest services. We'll get a new annual pass card. Not a big deal. But he was just like beside himself because he had forgotten his magic band. Even though every time we leave the room, both parents at different times say, do you have your magic band? You know, it's like shoes, shoes, magic band. But he forgot it anyway. Yeah. There you go. Kids, I, I do. I threaten my kids every time. Do you have it? Do you know where it is? Uh, yeah, it's it's very stressful as a parent. So I'm wondering, what would it be to never leave without a magic band, Doug? Always have it with you. What do you think about like, that? Like always have it always with you? Always have it with you. Mm, that's an interesting question. I wonder if there's a guest that could answer that question for us, Derek. Well, there is, and we've invited him to this show. So to answer this question and more, we want to welcome Jamie from touringplans.com. Welcome to Rope Drop Radio. Hey, thanks, guys. Appreciate you having me on. Well, we are so excited to have you on today to talk about uh, biohacking. And he had an article a few weeks back, just before the Super Bowl, about doing this with your magic band we'll get into it here a little bit of a tease if people haven't read the article but uh first jamie why don't you give the rope drop community a little background about your disney story yeah well i i went a couple times as a kid but i'm not one of those folks that grew up going to disney regularly and that sort of things it was sort of like the gold standard of vacation but not something that we were able to do very often so i went a couple times as a kid and then once with just my wife as adults and then when my daughter was two, we took her and we, she was only going to be there for a couple of days. We weren't really sure what she was going to think of it because we hadn't really done the Disney thing with her. We didn't know if she even knew who these characters were, but we dressed her up as Cinderella anyway. And we take her, you know, in, in the lines to meet the princesses and whatnot. So we're standing there. She's ready to meet Princess Aurora. We're wondering what's going to happen. And she runs across the room and launches herself at her. Uh, to the point that it even startled Aurora. I mean, she was kind of laughing and sort of broke character a little bit, but our hearts just melted and we ended up buying a DVC on that trip. And the rest, as they say, is history. We've been going regularly ever since then, got our annual passes, and now it's just kind of part of our life. I love that it. The, the kid is, awesome. is what did it. There we go. Yeah. Living vicariously as parents. Doug and I know quite a bit about that. They will melt your heart and make you spend some money. And- and that story right there answers the uh, question of, you know, the parents are like, well, I want my kids to remember the trip. Clearly, your daughter doesn't remember meeting Aurora at the age of two, but you sure do. That is absolutely right. And there's nothing like seeing Disney through the eyes of a two-year-old. Yeah, absolutely. And then how long have you been involved with touring plans? I started up with them in, I think, 2015. And I've been doing articles. I did just sort of one-off articles for a while. Then I started going to Disneyland myself quite a bit. I had some work out in L.A., started going there, you know, every, a couple times a month at least. 
And so now, in addition to the Disney World stuff, I also do the weekly Disneyland articles uh, for touring plans. And, you know, I've been doing it for about two, three years for the on the Disneyland front as well. That is awesome. I love your articles. And uh, the one that kind of blew up on Twitter a few weeks ago was that about biohacking. So let's talk a little bit about uh, what that is. It's sort of an umbrella term for the combination of biology and technology and physiology and whatnot and ways that you can use technology and information to be the sort of the best version of yourself. Uh, it includes everything from really low tech stuff, like just, you know, having a, a super focused and super specific diet to make your, you know, your body's physiology behave in a certain way, like getting into ketosis here on the keto diet or something like that, that could be considered biohacking. But most people think of it where you're actually combining technology, like use of pacemakers and prosthetic limbs uh, are kind of old school versions of, of what you would think of as biohacking. But nowadays, uh, you can have sensors implanted in your bloodstream that will monitor your blood sugar and things like that if you're diabetic. You can put magnets in the tips of your fingers and uh, applicable to the Disney community, um, you can put these RFID microchips in your body and use them to trigger things in the real world just as you would if you were in Disney parks. Yes, that is what we're interested in, the, uh, the Disney side of it. Um, so have you... We're going to get into the, the whole thing, but this is about magic bands, implanting a chip into your finger. Why would you want to put your magic band permanently into your hand? Why wouldn't you want to put Yeah, I was going to say, there you go, makes sense. I'm asking That's the, the end of the, the podcast, all right. <laughs> they're, no, they're it's asking for the people, not for yeah. me. I mean, really, it's just sort of a fun little thing. Um, it's It's sort of like the you know, George Mallory, because it's there with Everest, you know, when it occurred to me that this was something that might work and then having read up on it a little bit, I was like, you know, this is not really that invasive a thing. I might as well just give this a try and see if I can make it work. We were talking at at touring plans. We have a Slack channel uh, that we use to, you know, discuss stuff amongst ourselves. And Joe, Parkscope Joe, was talking about forgetting his AP card. And that sort of got this whole thing in motion. Julia joked about, gee, wouldn't it be great if we could just microchip our, our uh, credentials into our, into our body so we wouldn't have to worry about it? And I was like, you know, actually, that might very well be possible. So that's kind of what got the, got the thing rolling. And now here I am with a chip in my hand. Now, when you first told your family you were going to be putting a microchip in your hand for your magic band, what was the response that you got? It was not great. They thought <laughs> I, was, I was crazy. <laughs> You're yeah, going to do like, what? Where? That is exactly right. That is exactly right. They're like, you're crazy. What are you doing? Please don't do that. I did, did enough research on it that uh, you know, they were comfortable knowing what it was was actually happening. And as I said, now I've got it in there. All right. And it goes in your hand and does it hurt? Everyone's wondering if it hurts. No, it goes right between like the, the thumb and forefinger in the sort of that fleshy area there. It feels like getting a shot. I mean, it, it's a shot, so shots don't feel great, but it's no worse than getting blood drawn or something like that. It, the, the process takes literally seconds. Like when I went in to get it done, uh, she spent about four or five minutes just sort of massaging that area, kind of loosen up the, the flesh and whatnot. Then she cleaned it up. It comes in this, uh, it comes preloaded in a syringe. 
it's about the size of a grain of long grain rice. And she just shoots it in there, pulls it out. That's it. The actual implantation took seconds. And they, you know, they put a, a Band-Aid over it, and that's that. Uh, it's actually, if you were to get your ears per- pierced, the, you know, recovery from that and the stuff you have to do to keep that clean and whatnot is much more involved than this. It was literally a Band-Aid, and the next day I took it off, and that was that. It, it doesn't feel great, but it's a shot. That's really it. I mean, by way of example, uh, right around that same time, I inadvertently cut my other hand in about the same spot. Um, that still hurts. This I don't even notice. Like, I hurt myself worse just doing things by accident every day than what this, than what this did to me. So there's really nothing to it. So accidents are more dangerous. Got this it. is correct. This is correct. Now, I'm guessing there's lots of different brands and types of chips that you can put in there. What was the process like of finding the right kind of microchip or RFID to put into your hand to try to mimic what you needed for the Magic Band? Because Magic Band has batteries. Surely yeah. there's not batteries injected in the long grain of rice. No, no, no. I mean, there's in a Magic Band, there's three types of, of radios. One's a very short range, one's a fairly short range, and then one's a long range. That's the, batter, that's the battery-powered one that uh, obviously you can't duplicate in, in your hand unless you want to put a battery in there, too, which, for the record, I do not. I'm not okay. quite that crazy. Not yet. Um, Give five years down the road. Yeah. I mean, pacemakers have batteries. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So it it could be done, and maybe somebody will do it, but that's probably not going to be me. Um, But the other two radios um, are the ones that you know you deal with when you're making transactions, when you're entering the park, when you're checking in for fast passes. So the long range one, which really helps Disney triangulate your location at the park, I don't really care about that. The ones I care about are the short range ones, and that's. You know, an RFID chip, they are different, but there's a lot of backward compatibility with, within the, the protocols and whatnot. And it's not to say that they're all the same, but a lot of them do the same thing. And there's really, there's two options when you're going to get these things. There's an outfit called uh, Dangerous Things and one called Biohacks. Dangerous uh, Things sounds very Yeah, I would com- go with yeah. Biohacks. Biohacks already. <laughs> I've picked yeah, but ultimately, they, dangerous things, didn't you? Yeah, from what I understand, they use basically the same type of chip. I mean, really, your your decision is largely made by where you go to get it inserted. The place that I went, which is a piercing parlor down the street from me, they use biohacks chips. I believe now they're using dangerous things. I think I got their last biohacks one, but ultimately, it's the same uh, same technology more or less. So I have a biohacks chip, but they do the same thing. I'm just imagining walking into Disney and not having a magic band and it's just going to throw cast members all over the place. How you can ding in without the bracelet. That is certainly the hope. I, I will certainly be recording that when I go in for the first time and hopefully I can get it to work. I think that would be fantastic. Oh my gosh. They're going to stop you every time you're going to security. <laughs> every fast pass, people are going to be thinking you're rigging the system. You're going to get so excited that it worked at the front gate that you're going to forget what finger to use. <laughs> That's... I figure I'm going to get one of two reactions. It, it will either be amazement and, oh, my gosh, that's so cool, or who are you and you gotta, sir, what are you doing? Come, come over here for a second. Please, please we come talk to you. We're going to go. Exactly. Yeah. That is, that is fascinating. So how do you program 
this? How like when it was injected, it's just on and ready to go. Is it? Uh, how do you control it to do different things? And what are you doing with it other than trying to do Disney? Is there other things yeah. in your life automating? Yeah, these things can be programmed over and over again. At least the one that I have in my hand can. There are some that are read only, and once they're programmed, that's it. Um, but the one I have in my hand can be reprogrammed literally hundreds of thousands of times. So you can use it to do, like I've had it so far set to do my contact info. So I can, you know, if somebody asks for my phone number, I can just wave their phone by my hand and it'll pop up. Like a Jedi. Okay. Yeah, I'm intrigued. Exactly. Exactly. You can use it. I, right now I have it set up to launch Spotify. So when I get to the gym, I just wave my phone by my hand and my music's ready to go. I initially had it set to Rickroll. So if you waved a phone by my hand, it would launch. Never going to give you up. Um, but you can also use it for access control. Like there are locks to your home that you can program with these things. Computer logins. They're actually very useful. Like, I, I mean, the Disney thing is cool, and I hope I can get that thing to work. But even if I don't, there's plenty of utility that I can get out of this just doing both fun and practical stuff around here away from Disney. I'm sure in 10 years we're all going to be chipped, Doug. It'd be fantastic. I joked about chipping my children just like you would a pet. So, I mean, not far off. It really is the same sort of technology. It's just that these are designed to go in a human. Like they're, once, once you put the one in your pet, those are largely there to stay. Um, they are not designed to be removed. These can be removed fairly easily. Like I can actually move it under my skin if I want to. It doesn't sit and, and just get all bound up there. You could remove this if you wanted to without much effort. Like I could not remove it, but a, a doctor or a piercer or someone that knew what they were doing. I bet could I could do get it. it Dentist out of could <laughs> hold it above your clavicle. I'd be good. That's there you the go. scope. Yeah, I just got to above the clavicle. It's good if right up there. I'll, I'll get it out of there if you need. <laughs> um, I had a question and it just disappeared once I was thinking about dissecting your hand a little bit. Takes me back to dental school, the, the old cadaver dissections. Um, this has what, gotten way off oh, topic from Disney. Off. Did it? You I said cadaver on a Disney podcast. I don't know if I can make this clean on iTunes anymore. Oh, I think cadaver is just okay. fine. That, you know, we've said it four times, so we're all good. We're all good. Now, how many um, different functions can it have at once? It depends on how you're programming. Because you use a, like, I use my phone to do programming for it most of the time. Android phones, iPhones have RFID readers in them where you can just scan it. You can you know, tell it what you want to write to it, and then you can push it to the chip. Um, if, you can, if you can get a systems administrator to add the serial number from your chip to their system, which is what I'm currently trying to do with my parking garage at work, then you don't need to write anything special to it. It just uses the serial number from it to, to give you access. Otherwise, it tends to be more or less a single-use sort of thing. Like the, the data that you're writing to it, that's what it will do. You can... St- you know, you can stack multiple things. Like I can have it send a message and a link and you know something else, but it's really designed to do one thing. It'll show all those things if you if you read it. Uh, it won't. There's no way to like make it pick and choose. Okay, that's interesting. So it is handy to have. I mean, most modern phones out of the box can do this. You just download. A, like I use NFC tools. Um, 
And it's very easy. You just tell it what you want it to write. You know, it could be a URL. It can be, you know, launching an app. It can be a number or a message or a, uh, you know, a contact card. And you just, boom, take seconds. So I don't have to be a computer programmer to figure this out. You, you do not. I, I certainly am not. Doug, okay. are you going to get one first or am I? Oh, let's uh, let's see if this works or not here. There, oh, absolutely. <laughs> when are you? Uh, when are you going to uh, Disney? I am going for sure in April. I'm hoping to get down there before then. Um, I'm hoping that I have business take me that way, and I can swing by and and check it out. But for sure, I'll be there middle of April uh, over Star Wars weekend. Wonderful. We'll put your links in the show notes as well. So if you want to follow along and. Just see what happens. iPhone it, record it, have someone around you get some video and pictures because I'm excited to see what the cast members do. I'm a little surprised that uh, Lynn didn't volunteer to be the test subject. <laughs> I have been in touch with Lynn. You know, he's helping me try to get the, uh, you know, the encoding of the Magic Band info going. But, uh, but yeah, I- I'm the guinea pig here. Interesting. There's always got to be one. It, it is going to be a challenge to, you know, the, the magic band, unlike a lot of RFID things, I can't just read it and clone it to, to this chip in my hand. It's encrypted with pretty serious encryption. Um, I am probably going to have to do, you know, I, and I've sort of learned this as I've been going through it. Um, probably going to have to have somebody that's a CM help me do this. I don't think unless I can figure out a way to crack this. And I, that's frankly above my skill set. I think, um, going to have somebody have to help me that works for Disney get this done. So hopefully I can be like, Hey, while you're encoding that magic band, do you mind if I stick my hand on your reader as well and just see if this works, but fingers crossed, we can figure out a work, uh, a workaround or something. See, when, that's true. When Doug told me about this episode, I really, the first thing that popped in my mind is like, you are cutting out a magic band and inserting it under your skin. This was a couple weeks ago, and I'm just like, who would do such a thing? So I'm glad this is a little bit uh, less invasive. Now, I will. With that said, since since you brought that up, oh, I was kidding that, with that. <laughs> now there is, I I know a guy that is in the process of um, trying that. In essence, like he's one of the people that that works for Dangerous Things, and he basically indicated. One way to get around the encoding thing would be to take an existing magic band, extract the radios from it, put it in a custom chip, and insert that. Mm. Um, I've looked into that. It's a much larger chip. It's, uh, I mean, it's still not huge, but it's about the size of one of your knuckles. And it it actually, you know, insertion of it actually requires stitches. And that's a little more than I want to do for just sort of this whimsical little, (laughs) little fun thing. Yeah. But, you know, maybe it'll work for him and, and I'll be able to interview him for my article. And, you know, you know, he, he may succeed where where I'm not able to because he's got access to that sort of thing and the nerve to implant a much larger thing under his under his skin. Uh, technology needs to slow down a little bit for me. I'm, I'm good at where we're at at the moment. I mean, oh, Magic Band on the iPhone is, you know, what my thing that just. That, that would be yeah. yeah or or the people that you just put the little puck on your watch that's pretty amazing too yeah i've seen that that's right really cool. yeah that's that's riveting so i just one, want people to remember what finger they use when they check i've always really, have that I, person in front of me that doesn't remember what finger they used last time it's your left that would be my hand, daughter nancy it's your left hand yeah <laughs> i just i just start yelling fingers at them 
kind of like I always get behind the lady that wrote writes checks at the grocery store. I don't know if I texted uh, you, Derek, you or did. my wife. And my frustration, I went in the express lane, and there's little lady. I mean, she didn't have too many items, but she wrote a check in the express lane. It says express, not, oh, okay. Anyway, there we, I diverged again. It Did happens. you go left or right hand? Just curious. Uh, left hand. Oh, I'd left have to hand. go left hand, too. Yeah, it makes sense. Is that where Good. you always wear your magic band, too, then? Uh, typically, yeah. No? Yeah. But it's also, you know, again, for using it around here as well, that's the hand that's, you know, that I would put out the window to get into my parking garage. That's the hand that's easiest to open my, my back door. It's it's the more logical hand, okay, to put it in. I'll more sense. likely have that one free. What was the uh, craziest comment that you got directed at you on Twitter or Facebook or any of these social medias the other week? Oh, geez, some of there were some good ones like yeah. aliens and whatnot type of stuff. I had, I mean, there was a lot of profanity. Um, <laughs> There was like people um, were angry that you were trying this. Oh like, yeah, it hurt them deeply to their soul, which I did not understand. Like, uh, how does it bother you? Like, let him live his life. Yeah, someone uncorked uh, a you know twenty some odd long tweet storm about <laughs> you know uh, about this that you know it referenced a number of things that you know was apparent that she probably hadn't read the article because those things were addressed in the article, but. Um, there, you know, but the craziest one was uh, the mark of the beast thing, which I'm not a super religious person. Apparently, that's a thing. Um, but for what it's worth, having now read up on it, the mark of the beast is something that occurs in the right hand. Mine is in the left, so oh, I'm not. Go. Oh, you're so good. So I'm, I'm okay. I should be okay on that front. Whew. Good to know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. See, I I saw the tweet. I had already read the article, but then it got tweeted, and then I was like. Well, he needs to come on the show. I messaged you. That was a whole different response. And then we're going to have to have you come back on for maybe a special Patreon show after you do try it out. Sounds good. I'd love to. There you go, tease for the Patreons. And then we mainly talked about the Chiefs. So, yeah, I had to sneak that in. But uh, I don't know. Derek, do you have any other questions? No, I don't. I'm just really excited for when he goes. I'm going to live vicariously through your Twitter that day. For sure. So excited and kind of putting some bets on that you get uh, at least one cast member pulling you aside for uh, some extra questioning. Sure, you're going to with us. Yeah. Well, yeah. even if like it's not working and he's not wearing a magic band, it's like, sir, you need a magic band. No, I got it right here. It's in my hand. <laughs> sir, Look, you need, you a, you need, it. A, you need to come with us. You need a magic band. Got a crazy guy thinks he's wearing a magic band. <laughs> You're going to get institutionalized, sir. It's not on your wrist. Yeah, that's that's a possibility. It's a possibility. That'll be a good one. All right. Well, Derek, are we ready for the lightning I round? I think the lightning round. All right. Well, we do the lightning round with all of our first-time guests. So it's uh, supposed to be quick answers um, about your favorite Disney, Pixar, Star Wars, Marvel, whatever under the Disney umbrella. I guess Fox is there as well. Um so we'll just go through these and answer them. We do keep score, and there are winners or losers, so good luck. Okay. I'll yeah, do my yeah, best. Pressure is on now. All right. Favorite Disney movie? Uh, Force Awakens. Nice, nice choice. Went the Star Wars route. You got it. We like that. All right. Favorite Disney character? Uh, it's got to be the big guy, Mickey Mouse, the OG. 
that that's who they may pull you aside to meet. Yeah. <laughs> that's a Mickey Mouse you don't want to meet. Yeah. Um, favorite Disney villain? Dr. Facilier. Ooh, New Orleans flavor. All right. Favorite Disney song? I Have a Dream from Tangled. Very nice. That's a great song. Favorite? It also got snubbed at the uh, Academy Awards. Let's just be honest about that. I don't remember yeah. what beat it, but it did not win. Okay. Anyway, that's my own personal vendetta there against the Academy Awards. Favorite Disney park? Uh, Disneyland Park in Anaheim. Okay. And uh, there your your left hand is useless, though. This, this is true. This is true. But <laughs> yeah. the place still oozes charm. And if if I had a single day, I, it would be spent there. There's just so much there. I That's love true. it. All right. Favorite classic attraction? You define classic. Uh, Haunted Mansion. Excellent. Absolutely. Favorite modern attraction? Do you have any guidance on what constitutes Everest? You or, or, uh, define modern. Okay, I'm going to go with Everest. Because I, I think of it as a modern era attraction. We had somebody say the Matterhorn, I think, once. There for <laughs> me. Is that the? And we get a lot of rock and roller coaster, and uh, mm. not really modern, but yet modern. If, I mean, if the Yeti was working, I would give it some bonus points. But Disco Yeti. You know. <laughs> Yeah, so you didn't specify Everest pre-Yeti or post-Yeti. Anyway, yeah, that's only one negative point. Okay, you're doing fine, though. Um, favorite Disney resort? Uh, Bay Lake Tower. That's our, our home DVC resort, and that's that's where we like to stay whenever we can. I, I love Bay Lake Tower. It's a, it's a family favorite. So, favorite Disney counter service restaurant? Uh, Satuli. In, oh, uh, good Animal Kingdom. Voice. That's my favorite as well. You know what we haven't heard yet, Derek? Docking, Docking Bay, Bay, Cargo. It was okay. I ate there. It was fine. Not, I think they tried to recreate some of the the uniqueness of Sully Canteen, and they failed miserably. That I agree with. Yeah. That's, I think that's all of our favorite. Yeah, that's as well. He's right. Yeah. Um, favorite table service? Uh, same park, Tiffin's. Mm. All right. Really good stuff there. Favorite Disney snack? No pressure, but this is the most important question. Uh-oh. Mm. Mickey bar. Ooh, went ice cream. Classic. Good yeah, choice. Good yep. cho- it, nobody can fault you for that. Nope, There's that's no, a good one. Yeah. You didn't pick a pretzel, so you're okay in my book. Favorite Disney drink? That would be the dark and tropical stormy at Sam's. Um, good choice. Is that what you got last time, Derek? Is that do you remember? You don't. I remember can't remember at this got. point. No, a, I do remember okay. the Lapu Lapu from uh, the Tambu Lounge, though. So that well, one. Did you instant. just get one on your last trip too? Nope, couldn't get into Trader Sam's. No, not Trader. The Lapu Lapu. Oh, I did get a Lapu Lapu. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. That's what I. Mean. I know you didn't go to Trader Sam's. Sam traded you away. Yep. Anywho. Disney bucket list item that does not involve a magic band implanted into your left hand. <laughs> uh, Victoria and Albert's. Always wanted to go. I don't like traveling with a suit, so I, I haven't done it. But one of these days, I'm gonna, I'll make it happen. Well, if you need yeah. to take someone, Doug and I will volunteer as tributes. <laughs> yeah, we'll go with you if you need to expand the party. Uh, that's 
very magnanimous of you. Thank you. Thank you. I feel like we're very generous at our time <laughs> when others are taking us. So that concludes the, the lightning, lightning round. round. Well, thank you so much for being a part of Rope Drop Radio. Why don't you give uh, the listeners right now a minute to find where they can find you so they can live vicariously through you when you go to the parks next. Yeah, I mean, most of my Disney stuff lives on Twitter at jrtoastyman.com, or you can follow my, my articles on touringplans.com. I do every Wednesday the, the weekly Disneyland, and occasionally I'll do other stuff as well as, as the opportunity presents itself. Awesome. I'll put that in the show notes for sure. And if you haven't taken a minute, we've had a lot of touring plans uh, crew on here. It's a great website. Take a second. Hit up touringplans.com. Absolutely. We like to use all kinds of tools on there from reservation finders to uh, when I attempt to not get the worst room at a resort. I usually still do, you but still I do. try. It's the McKnight curse. Yeah. Though we did never... have someone question. It's like, why do you have advice? And, and no, it's the McKnight curse. That's how he always gets the worst room. No yeah, matter what that, you try. Yeah. yeah. I don't travel with me is the key to getting a good room. <laughs> You don't want to be in my room. We have what's commonly known as dumpster view. Um, the, that's what we get. But when we stay Bay Lake Tower, there is no bad room. This is true. Ooh. I think that's why I like Bay Lake Tower so much. No matter which side you're on, you can find something it's spectacular. It's on my bucket list. I got to get there. Yes, you do, Derek. Yes, you do. All right. Well, Jamie, thank you again so much for being on the show. That is all the time that we have, be sure to follow us at Rope Drop Radio and book a magical vacation with the Rope Drop Queen herself, Michelle McKnight. You can find her email in the show notes. And also, if you, Jamie, want to join Doug and I, we'll be at Walt Disney World June 4th through the 7th with a few of our listeners and patrons as well. So, Jamie, think about it. We might have some uh-huh. Santulis Canteen. Uh, so, if any of our listeners want to go as well. But, Jamie, this could be your moment. Sounds great, guys. All right. Thanks so much. No problem. Thank you so much again for being on the show. But that is it. So for Doug, Jamie, I'm Derek. You've been listening to Rope Drop Radio.